Hi everybody, it's your GM Alex. Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to take this time to talk about something pretty serious. Coronavirus. As of the time of this recording, schools are closing, bars and restaurants are delivery and takeout only, and every day we're waking up to more news about travel restrictions or business closings. And that's just here in the U.S. In other countries, this has been going on for much longer, and countless lives have been affected by these developments, not to mention the virus itself. Most everyone listening to this has likely been affected in one way or another, but some people have found themselves with a slashed income or unstable living conditions, and our thoughts go out to all of them. In these uncertain times, it's our priority here at Swiss Army Scorpion to continue to bring you reliably scheduled episodes of Tuesday Gaming. Gaming together every week is what we love to do, and sharing our adventures with you is our favorite way to do it. We're all prepared to, and capable of, recording our sessions remotely. Some of us do that already anyway. So even if one of us does get sick, we can continue to group up once a week and have some fun and share that fun with all of you. So, barring any hand-of-God technical problems, just know that we have no intentions of going dark. On a related issue, to our $15 and up patrons who have been expecting their Swiss Army Scorpion merchandise delivery, just know that things have slowed down a little bit for everybody, but we've got your merchandise uh, moving, and it's just a matter of time before it gets out, but we ask you to be patient. And uh, it'll get there eventually. Okay, so back to fun times with our favorite band of privateers. Please enjoy episode 95, Cyclopes and Taxes. Tsunami Juice! Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. How's everybody like doing? That one. Sounds right. like a tropical yeah. drink. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it, does. it does. I'm thirsty. Quench so, my thirst, Tsunami Juice. So, I think you're always <laughs> thirsty. So, you are all woken by an alarm being sounded uh, at the fort. You're all sleeping in your bunks, which I assume at some point you guys like called dibs on you know one spot or another. And you hear the lookout shouting, Cyclopes to the north! And you scramble to your feet while uh, cursing the island that you guys just can't seem to uh, to clear. So what do you do? I would like to turn into an owl and get up in there and see what I see with my owl eyes. Sure. When you get up into the air, you can see four cyclopes about a quarter mile away from the walls, and they're just standing there. They're they're facing you, and they seem to be waiting. Well, I want to fly towards them. Okay. What's behind them? Are they like by the woods to the north, like where they're potentially be more cyclopses waiting uh, i want to do like a real a real thorough scout sure. of them and the surrounding area there's no woods in that direction it's actually uh the lake is up there yeah there's that there's that okay. lake the saltwater lake i couldn't remember what was that way you can make a perception check uh it's gonna be a 28 bob there's really not a whole lot more to assess they they're looking your way they occasionally seem to just be like talking amongst themselves, uh, and they seem anxious. Three of them appear to be ready for a fight, but one of them seems seems a bit more calm 
in this one actually he's he's certainly like a burly fellow like as you know you've come to expect from a cyclops but he does seem a bit leaner than the others maybe a little shorter too yeah he looks he looks a little runtish uh i know we said that's like where the lake is are there any trees nearby them there's yeah there's some trees like even every, just a tree yeah yeah there there are trees there's not a forest but yeah there are certainly trees every so often i'm going to I want to land up in one of the trees, like, you know, well out of their reach. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to unwild shape and yell down, do any of you speak common or Dorvin preferably? And I'm not, like, necessarily letting myself be, like, I'm not, like, out on the edge of the branch where it's easy to deduce where that voice came from. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like a little in more to yeah, the trunk. Hide in See the what shrubs. kind of response I get. Also, while this is going on, Devoth is going to be, like, putting on his armor. Yeah, what's everybody else doing? It's, yeah. it's going to take Ivan uh, a few minutes to uh, get a quarter mile out. For major armor purposes and uh, spell casting purposes, is this... Where are we at at night? Like... It is... It's dawn. Okay. Like, it's so probably five Scram in the morning. Would, so Scram would have been up. Okay. Early bird. Well, well, no. He has a he, ring of sustenance. He like sleeps like four hours a night. Oh, no, oh I'm true. sorry. Yeah. I interpreted that as he was still up, not he had already <laughs> gotten up for the day. <laughs> He's up all night drinking. <laughs> now we're getting attacked by Cyclopes. Yeah. But yeah, that's that was, I know that was like my concern. Is like, we heard the alarm of Cyclopes. I'm like, oh crap, I'm going to have to do this fight without armor and everything. And like, oh, they're a quarter mile away. I'm I'm getting dressed. Yeah. And also, like, you're in this fort, which has been mostly restored at this point you have the luxury of you know unless your attackers have some sort of like flight or magic capabilities you have the luxury of you can take a minute to get your armor on because you know you've got huge stone walls separating you from the attackers yeah we have actual defenses yeah i would like to uh actually uh before nick heads off give mage armor to him Okay. Uh, well, we already established a while ago that we, you don't need to actually like say that anymore. Well, well the true, fact but that this you is... literally flew off immediately after waking up. Like, oh, that's true. Yeah, it wasn't like a normal morning. <laughs> right. Does anybody have anything else that they would, yeah. pointedly be doing? Uh, how loud is this alarm, and how urgent does it sound? I mean, you guys don't really have anything like official put in installed yet. I don't think as like like a siren so to speak so for now it's basically like a ship's bell like ding 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 and somebody needs to like ring it every single time and so it's from where you from where you are it's not like incredibly loud but it's loud enough where you'd you'd be roused from sleep or if not you know somebody else in your room would be roused it also sounds pretty frantic and you can hear people shouting from like outside cyclopes I'll get ready, but I'm not in a particular hurry. I mean, to be fair, it was the first alarm. You could, like, at least snooze that two or three more times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like to do a large person on uh, Matt, uh, on uh, Devoth. Okay. Everybody is preparing, hitting the snooze on that alarm. and uh, Leisurely preparing. Which is, which is also uh, preparing. Bunch, bunch of manis. I'm proud of you, boys. And uh, Ivan has flown off to have a, a little chat. So you unwild shape and in the boughs of the tree say, does anybody speak common or preferably dwarven? All the cyclopes, 
you're you're about 50 feet away from there's like the nearest tree and so they all kind of like snap their heads around looking for the source of of the voice and one of the cyclops so while one of the cyclops looks pretty uh runtish there's another one who looks particularly swall and uh also uh it's it's hard to tell with cyclops versus like humans or even dwarves but appears female uh based on its uh its figure and uh the so the the large one says who's there who said that show yourself uh saying that in common the three who are not the runt uh they like they didn't have their axes uh drawn but they all draw the the three of them like draw their great axes but they're not like they're not like moving around looking for you they're just kind of they're they're staying sticking their ground and just swimming their heads looking for the source of the voice i'm gonna step out a little bit more into the branch so i come into view and say it was i ivan the boneless one confident to soon to be pirate lord captain devoth what is your business here the the burly cyclops uh kind of like grins and she says <laughs> looks like they sent a coward to to jeer at us from the treetops <laughs> who are you calling a coward the, i start to climb down a little bit and at this point the uh the the runtish cyclops uh takes a step forward and he says we were hoping to have a word with your chieftain to arrange a ceasefire I think we could work something out. No no need to shed more blood. He he nods his head at you, and he turns back to the other three Cyclopes, and he says something, like, quietly. Like, you're 50 feet away, you can't hear. Um, and then he turns back, and instead of looking at you, he's, like, looking beyond you uh, towards the, the fort. And uh, he makes a show of taking his great axe out, and dropping it to the ground, and he says, If you wouldn't mind taking me to your chieftain. And he begins walking towards the fort. The other three cyclopes do not do not move from where they're standing. I oblige. I start climbing down and say that the boneless one will guarantee you no harm as long as you take no harmful actions against Devoth. And I, I'll just, like, walk with him. I won't fly above them or anything. Okay, the three cyclopes charge at you. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I turn into an owl. I fly away. Like. Get him! Okay, so what's everybody else doing? Uh, you've had plenty of time at this point to don any armor if you need to, cast any spells, and like get to the like B4, B3, the the like the get up on the ramparts. Yeah, I imagine Devoth would just be standing, you know, right in between B3 and B4 here, like. On the wall, looking to the north, kind of waiting for something to happen. Yeah, I'm sure before I actually, like, took off, I would have been like, hey, Devoth, I'm gonna go, like, scout. Like, I'll be back with an update. Yeah. No, Devoth, so it's not just like, oh, wh- what's going on? No, Devoth, you're pretty sure Ivan has betrayed you. He's cavorting <laughs> with the Cyclops. I'm about to lead their army. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate betrayal. Okay. Uh, so, Devoth, you, you probably would have seen then, like, might have been a little hard to make out because a quarter mile away, but in the dark or and dawn. in the yeah, like the dawn the light, dawn light. Uh, but you you probably would have made out that one cyclops has broken off from the four, 
uh, dropped his great axe and is being led back to the fort by Ivan on foot. But Ivan and Devoth can give me a perception check. 16. 29. Okay. Devoth, that's all you see. Ivan, you do notice that while he dropped his great axe, he does still have a crossbow strung to his back. That's all right. I mean, what are you going to do? He's going to drop all of his weapons and walk behind our lines? Like, how much? He's not going to do too much damage with a crossbow. All right. So if nobody stops this from happening, Ivan leads uh, the runty Cyclops back to the fort. And I'd assume Ivan is going to like lead him around to the uh, the east side where the gate is. Yeah, I would be trying to come from the most visible way possible. Not trying to, like, you know, come out the east quarter through the woods so some antsy <laughs> guard just starts firing. Okay, so you're, you're leading him kind well, of around to the actual main entrance? Yeah, because I wouldn't know you're on the northern wall, and I would definitely, yeah. once we're within sight and earshot, announce, okay. stand down, stand down. He comes on a diplomatic mission. All right. Well, then Devoth would, uh, he would meet you probably not on the ground level, but he'll head over to like that B2 area, that, that rampart that surrounds the, the gate to the fort. Mm-hmm. And he'll talk down from there for at least for now. Well, Devoth, this is, I'm sorry, what is your name? The Cyclops takes a step forward and he looks up at Devoth and he says, uh, my name is Kaval. Are you the chieftain of this fort? In not so many words, yes. I have come to arrange the terms of a ceasefire between your people and mine. May we discuss in private. How many of your people are there left? I would prefer we continue this conversation in private. I whisper to Leon, sounds like he's surrendering. Just as an aside, this guy is very eloquent for a cyclops. He yeah. does seem to be speaking with very impressive diction for your typical Cyclops. I would even at that point say, Devoth, I think we should hear him out. There was three other Cyclops with him, and he seemed to be, from what I could tell, was the one speaking reason. What could it hurt to listen to him? I all right. Yes, come on in. We've, uh, I'll take you somewhere where we can talk in private. And Devoth's actually just going to literally hop off the wall, down to the ground level. Make an acrobatics check. He has a ring of feather. Yes! <laughs> oh. I had a feeling there was a good reason why you didn't like, take the stairs. It would have been hysterical, <laughs> though, if you were like, all right, follow me! <laughs> Break your neck. <laughs> Trying to flex. <laughs> so you lead him into the, the old church, and he's got to like really squeeze to, to get into that door. He looks around for a comfortable place to sit, to sit, but doesn't see any. So he he stays standing. He says, "I don't believe I got your name, chieftain." So it's actually Captain Captain Devoth Sharksbane. Captain, I realize the the risk of parlaying with a creature such as myself, and I appreciate you extending a hand, giving me the benefit of a doubt. I will speak plainly, as thanks. The three Cyclopes who are waiting for me, and myself, are the last of my clan. Some time ago, we embarked on a naval journey to find food to feed my people. It was 
a journey of heavy losses, for it was far more Cyclopes than just the four of us when we began. When we returned, we were crestfallen to find our brethren, our family, slain in their home. Were it up to my sister, then you would be fending off a vicious, if fruitless, raid on your walls at this very moment. I was able to talk her down, explain the futility of such an action. However, she is perhaps the proudest of all the Cyclops of Sumitha, and while she agreed to allow me to speak with you to find a bargain of sorts, I fear any agreement we come to may be short-lived. He, he, he seems very uncomfortable. E either being so blunt with you or just the subject matter in general. Uh, so he's kind of like fumbling over his words and taking lots of pauses. I love my fellow Cyclopes, but uh, it is difficult uh, dealing with their shortcomings. I understand that their, their hunger and their bloodlust is the reason for the downfall of my people. And if we cannot come to an agreement, well, it, it is not an unlikely outcome. That, and I have made peace with that. But I have come here before you, Captain Devoth, unarmed, in the hopes that we can find an agreement that my short-sighted sister can swallow. Does any of this sound amicable to you? Ah, it does. When did you return to the island? Just yesterday evening. What kind of a ship did you use when you went out? What are you looking for? Other cyclopes or something? Well, we left in one of our catamarans, but we lost it along the way. We're lucky enough to find a sailing vessel built by small folk. It was a bit cramped and awkward to sail, but we made do and limped our way back to the island. Before we go further, let, let me ask, what is it that you are requesting of me? Well, I, I certainly have little to offer you, and anything of value we may have had in Sumitha, you likely have already taken back here with you. Any agreement that ends with the Cyclopes leaving the island will certainly be rejected by my sister. They are far too proud to leave the lands of their ancestors, and agreeing to simply stay out of each other's way, again, will be a short-lived agreement. Uh, given time, they will convince themselves that such an arrangement, especially with, with you, as, as they will see, squatting amongst one of their people's ancient towers, unacceptable. Perhaps instead we can merge my people and yours into something where perhaps they will continue to feel, to, to put it bluntly, important. Well, I was uh, thinking of something very much along those lines. You say that your people are not inherently ones to explore the sea. Indeed. But you have already proven... At the very least, that you yourself are at least capable of traversing the waters. Yes, we managed. Well, 
I would like to propose some kind of a partnership between us. It, uh, it just so happens that we have an empty ship in the harbor that we recently acquired. And I was thinking of finding a new crew for it that would sail in association with myself. Now, I know you, you just said you found a, a small folk ship and it was rather cramped for you and your family. But we do have a very talented carpenter and a very creative young wizard who is good at making things. So, I propose this. If we can take that ship out in the harbor, convert it so that it is more comfortable for you and your family, and uh, we will help you find more small folk to crew it with you and help you sail, how would you like to be the absolute greatest terror in the shackles? He grins and says, Such an ambition is a bit outside of my views, but... That does seem like something my sister would like the sound of. Uh, however, I came to you merely as ambassador. My sister, Umashtar, is the one you must convince. But this does seem like this does seem like a good arrangement. I think she would agree to that. Okay, so uh Koval's going to lead you uh outside the walls and uh bring you to the other three cyclopes, uh, unless you have anything to say about that. Nope. So you leave the the church, and I I assume you've got like there's a pretty decent crowd just kind of like waiting for Devoth and the Cyclops to to come back out after their their parlay. For sure, I mean, I'm uh, in that crowd. No idea what could possibly be going on in there. All right, so what do you guys do? Well, we exit the building, obviously looking non-threatening like <laughs> there wasn't just a big fight and <laughs> obviously we're not about to kill each <laughs> other mm-hmm. yeah like seeing the assembled crowd is more or less just gonna be like don't you all have stuff to do <laughs> when i've got news i'll announce it shoo i was like oh sorry and they kind of like scramble <laughs> all right so Kaval brings you quarter mile north and uh you get your first good look at the uh the other cyclopes so you've got two two of them are pretty uh standard affairs what you've what you're what you've been used to fighting in Sumitha but one of them appears female and she looks pretty beefy and pretty angry as Kaval is leaving the church anybody who wants to can give me a knowledge local check ah. anybody who is who who can see this uh cyclops i got a 29 hold on i'm in one sec. 21. Uh, Cheryl and Leon see this uh, runty-looking cyclops, and they recognize it for being an oracular cyclops. Or that that's at least, that's at least the name that, uh, that, histori- that human historians and scholars have given them. Uh, these cyclops, uh, they're, they're a bit more civilized than, uh, than your regular cyclops, and like the great cyclops, uh, are very, very rare. They possess a spark of the uh, of the of the sight of uh, cyclopes of old before their powers waned. Sick. Uh, you guys can ask uh, a couple questions each about them if you would like. Andrew, huh. you go first. Okay. How are they different from a regular cyclops? I, I'm going to need you to narrow that question uh, down a little bit. <laughs> you didn't tell me it had to be specific. 
All right. Um, okay, here's their stat block. What's their super cool power? Uh, okay, so they have a, an ability very similar to a regular Cyclops, uh, which is their flash of insight. An oracular Cyclops uh, can do the same thing, but in addition to that, uh, the the regular flash of insight is once per day. In addition to that, once per week, an oracular cyclops can apply that ability to one creature of their choosing within 30 feet. So flash of insight is when you're about to roll a d20, you pick the result of that d20 roll. An, orac- an oracular yep, cyclops, I got hit by one of those. An oracular cyclops can do that once per day as well. But once per week, they can decide the d20 roll of one ally within 30 feet. Oh. That is very neat. That sounds like if you group them up, you're in so much trouble. Yeah, so you could get like a regular Cyclops to be like, Flash of Insight, Natural 20, and then the Oracular Cyclops goes, Confirmation Roll, Greater Flash of Insight, Natural 20. Uh, Alright, uh, no, you have one more question. What is their worst save? Their worst save is Reflex. Cheryl? What are they weak to? They don't have any weaknesses. No weaknesses, not even bullets, huh? <laughs> nope. Totally Do we have any questions left? Yeah, I got what? one question left, I think. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about asking what their AC is? <laughs> yeah, what's their AC? Love those meta questions. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're all meta questions. What are they? What are their weaknesses? I like? guess, but uh, you know that their AC is uh, twenty-one. That feels so totally killable. <laughs> it's just that insight ability is really scary, and I'm, I'm saying that from firsthand experience. Okay, so uh, with that, uh, so you guys learn that little bit about Caval, the oracular Cyclops, and then he leaves the, the fort, uh, and then Devoth is led to Umashtar and the other two Cyclopes, and Ivan follows. So when you reach the other three Cyclopes, uh, Umashtar stands out. She's very, very buff, very mad looking, and she's, uh, she's got her axe out with the blades uh, at the ground, and she's kind of, like, got her arms folded onto the uh, butt of the the axe's handle, and she's just kind of, like, she's, she looks pretty relaxed, maybe even a little cocky. She says, You must be the chieftain. I'm Captain Devoth, I... Has my brother arranged the terms of your surrender? And Caval kind of, like, looks sideways at Devoth, like, come on, just be cool, come on. <laughs> Devoth will kind of like look at uh, look at Caval and then look at Ivan and just kind of like shake his head a little bit like, I want to kill this bitch, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Devoth will just look up at her and say like, uh, yes, we have come to an agreement. Obviously, it's uh, from what your brother tells me, it's something that you need to agree to before it can happen. She, she just kind of like grunts an affirmative. Mm. Yes. Well... My proposal is this. We have an empty ship in the harbor. It is currently, right now, obviously built for small folk. But I have people who can alter it and fix it so that it could accommodate you and your family here. And if we could help you learn to sail it and learn how to use it, I offer that you and I, we could be partners of a sort. You could use that ship, and you could sail all around the islands here safely. You could hunt down all the food you could ever want. 
I only ask that you share a tiny portion of it with us. You suggest that we leave our island and let you run free. Not entirely. I'm not suggesting that you leave the island, at least not permanently. I'm suggesting that you could live here. This could be your your base. And you may use that ship to go out and find food and find ta- treasure. And yeah, and treasure and of treasure. take whatever you like from the small folk. Kaval will uh, step forward and say, think of our last trip as a trial run. You, you know well the spoils that we brought back with us. We could do that again and again. Sailing has not been in our wheelhouse, so to speak, but I cannot imagine a ship of sailors who would be able to repel the likes of us once we boarded them. And he's going to roll... Make an assist check on Devoth's diplomacy. And I'm going to uh, gallon inspiration that because I rolled a fucking three. Ooh. I got a natural 20. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to have a total of a 26 after my inspiration. So 28 with the assist. Okay. Ivan, you want to chime in a yeah? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I throw in some <laughs> things to help. That's a 17. Yeah. That gives right. us a 30. Okay. She says, uh, naturally, we would continue to live in our ancient home of Sumitha while we were staying on the island. Of course. I do have an idea for that, if you'd like to hear it. Oh? We noticed that the that Sumitha has, no offense, but it has become rather run down over the years. If you would allow some of my people to come and go freely, we could help you repair it and fix it up. She narrows her eyes at you when you suggest that her ancestral homeland is at all downtrodden. Yeah. Uh, but Kaval jumps in and says, Yes, that is, a good, that is a good idea. Your laborers can come and restore Sumitha to its former glory. And she kind of, continuing to narrow her eyes at Devoth, with like kind of like an overbite go and just like slowly nods her head. Yes. You will have your slaves come to Sumitha and restore it to the days of ancient Golgan. I will take my brethren on the high seas and we will slaughter any ships that cross our paths when we will bring the spoils of our journeys back to the island and I will offer a portion of it to Chieftain Devoth, so that he might feed his tribe. For surely without our help, he could not hope to feed so many mouths. And she gestures like casually at, at the fort. <laughs> Devoth is like stifling laughter, like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure your, your charity would be very much appreciated. Of course. Where is my new ship? She and she like look looks around and she sees the sails of the Mascador and her eyebrows kind of like her eyebrow kind of like goes up a little bit. <laughs> her eyebrow. <laughs> She's got one eye. What do you want? No, from no, me? you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> My initial thought was just unibrow, but yeah, she does only have one eye. So. Yep. <laughs> so I guess it's um, a unibrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sure is by default. It yeah. would be stupid otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> The cyclopes with two eyebrows get made fun of. 
Cyclops with a monocle just gets made fun of called Two Eyes all the time. <laughs> two Eyes with your dual brow. <laughs> um, yes, uh, seeing her obviously noticing the maskador, be like, no, no, that that one is mine. And I just kind of like slowly bring my hand over to where the jester's grin is is docked. That one shall be yours. It will take us a little while to outfit it for your uh, for yourselves. Girth. <laughs> <laughs> For your for your mighty size, but that ship shall be yours, and we will we will find people to assist you with the sailing of it, and you shall be the terrors of the shackles. Mm, yes, your puny ships cannot hold the mighty cyclope so easily. You will need your slaves to outfit it to better accommodate our mighty frames. I'm sure Ivan would probably see like. DeVos fists kind of like clench up at the word slaves, but like <laughs> he's trying to be good. <laughs> yep, yep. You know what I was thinking? Uh, real quick, you know, no truce or like alliance is really complete without a sort of uh, marriage of the tribe. <laughs> Scram! <laughs> Cheryl! <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> oh my god, I thought Joe was offering his character up again, but no, Scram needs to marry a Cyclops. No. <laughs> Scram Hello. is uh... death by snoo snoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we found the episode title. <laughs> death by snoo snoo. <laughs> uh. All right, so yeah, from there, uh, Devoth will invite them to Devoth will invite them to stay in the fort if they would like until the the boat is ready, or if they want to go back to Sumetha, we know how to get a hold of them. Well, we can actually send them back through the uh, teleport. <laughs> Scram's like, what about the teleporter? From and Devon's just like, wave from behind him, like, shut up. <laughs> Be cool. She says, we will return to Sumitha, where we must perform the burial rites of our people. You will come to us when my new ship is ready for sailing. You may notice, Devoth, that she doesn't seem like overly sad or even like mad about the fact that her entire civilization has been slaughtered at least not compared to Kaval when he was like having a a heart-to-heart with you right it's just like a thing that happened with her and it's something that happened and she needs to like she needs to deal with it but she's not going to dwell on it and hold a grudge or whatever like she likely came here because you know she can't let some small folk get away with killing her her tribe without making her head of the uh, a sailing ship. She lacks the <laughs> emotional sentiment of uh, of it. Also yeah. that. I imagine she came here not out of revenge for her people, but more to kick the small folk out yeah. for trespassing. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> All right. So uh, with that, uh, Umashtar and her two, uh, her, her two uh, royal guards, I guess we'll call them, <laughs> uh, turn and uh, start heading north. Uh, Kaval follows, but first he kind of uh, gives Devoth a uh, a nod. He then turns and follows his sister. All right. So we uh, figured out what to do with the Jester's Grin. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I guess uh, Devoth and I are going to head back to the fort now. Okay. All right. So as far as essentially squibbing the Jester's Grin, I don't think it would take uh, more than a week, really. I guess Ivan would. Ivan's gonna need to make a uh, a craft carpentry check and Aaron Ivy. Yeah, because you know Ivan's the carpenter. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, uh, Aaron Ivy. Yeah, Aaron Ivan. Like, 
harvest some lumber from from the island uh yeah like not nearly as much as he needed for yeah for the, like the docks or anything else yeah so like you guys don't really need to make a check on that like he's just got to make a craft carpentry trek and uh fabricating some stuff <laughs> yeah so he didn't he didn't roll super good but that's just gonna that just means he's gonna it's gonna take him a little bit more time but in the meantime you guys still have some uh maintenance to do on on your end with the fort and the harbor really all you've got to do is just wait honestly like even with uh outfitting the jester's grin you guys are gonna have like a couple weeks of just kind of hanging out before the uh the the party when everything's said and done sweet couple weeks off plus a party yeah now we're talking yeah i mean i'll ask this to the group like do we want to try and go do some pirating, or do we just kind of want to wait until the party? You know what we should do is we should plunder some villages and, and then like pick one lucky person, like a like a golden ticket celebration. Congratulations, you, know? like, you get to come to the party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all your friends are dead. Come have a party. You've been promoted to party goer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind doing a quick hit a shipper fishing village. Well, um, I will say too, there is. I know, like, I think it was back in book two, we got a tip that there was a sunken ship off of Tempest K, which is, like, I think the northernmost island on the Shackles. Mm-hmm. So we could go and investigate that if we've got a couple of weeks to kill before the, the Pirate Council. Here's my only hesitation with that. We know we can take on fishing villages. Last <laughs> time we went for sunken treasure, we kind of got what? I think we can make some money beforehand, do some fishing villages or something, some pirating. I mean, I just gotta work on my stuff, so. Okay, so if you guys want to do some fishing villages, in the interest of not bogging down the session with you guys rolling initiative and then just mopping the floor with what was a semi-challenge, but not really for when you guys were like level five. What I'm going to have you do is first, it's going to take you like three days to get down to the Fever Sea where you guys know there are like fishing villages that are outside of the shackles. Oh, that reminds me too. We should stop by, uh, <clears throat> we should stop by Tidewater Rock since yep. we're, if we're heading down that way anyway. It's literally on the way. Yeah. All right. So it's, it's going to be a three day trip down to, uh, the Fever Sea and Tidewater Rock is, uh, like two days. Go there, and you find three points of plunder waiting for you. Oh, just just from you know Knuckles and Sandera, like yeah, our tax. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Uh, so then you guys continue down to the Fever Sea. So three days after you left uh, Sharks Bane Island, and uh, so I want a profession sailor check from the captain to find a fishing village. Twenty one. Okay. Get these shit rolls out of the way now. So you find one after an additional day of sailing. And what you can do is make a charisma check modified by your infamy score. This will basically represent you guys rolling in saying, give us all your stuff or else you're all going to die. And them going, oh, I know them. That's Devoth Songcleaver of the Mascador. Uh, he's a pirate lord. We should just give him our stuff. All right. Oh, dude, Manny would be so happy. Like, <laughs> just roll up and you hand me my shit. 
Uh, so what is the? Yeah, that's pretty convenient. What's the modifier for our infamy score? Oh, you roll. So make a charisma check and then add your infamy score to it. Oh, all right. Oh shit, that's uh, forty-seven. Yeah. So uh, you you get you get to a fishing village and you get two points of plunder by just being being badass pirates. We get two points of plunder by reputation. Yeah, you can only do that so many times per month. Makes sense. Uh, until you, you know, you'd be like, oh, we've already been to that village. They they don't have any money. I remember. There's only so many fishing villages. Yeah. All right. So now what? All right. Uh, I'll say we hit up, you know, one or two more of those, and then we can head to Port Peril for a little bit on the way back to uh, Shark Bay Island, and then we can just wait for the council. Okay. Give me another profession sailor check. Real quick. Yeah. Um, how many days all around did we spend uh going around fishing? Uh, so far you are on day four, and that uh, profession sailor check was a twenty-nine. Another day goes by, and you find a fishing village. Give me a infamy check, uh, and that is a forty-two. Okay, you get three more plunder. Ooh, that's this so is sick. Plunder. I love plundering based on reputation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I say we do that one more time, and then we'll head back. Because where I, you lose it all. <laughs> I'm just saying you had. Uh, <laughs> we have like what, roughly like a month until the the meeting yet. You had a couple weeks before you left. Oh, okay. I I feel like that doesn't sound. Yeah, right. I definitely feel like I had. I thought we had like a month before we left. Un- def- unless you're counting like already adding in like the week spent modifying the ship too. I mean, that's what I thought. That, yeah, that's like that's the way I. I said, so after completing everything, including the ship, you guys still have a couple weeks to, okay. to kind of just relax before the party. Do you want to do oh. anything? All right. I guess you guys could have left before everything ended because everything's kind of on autopilot. Okay. So but then in that case, it's up to you. Your chip is ready. <laughs> All right. Oh, nice. Ding. Chip All is right. done. <laughs> Johnny, show him what he's won. All right, so for those listening at home, Scram has just finished upgrading Chip. So now instead of being a plus one vicious great axe, Chip is now a plus one impact vicious great axe. Oh my god. And what impact does, it is a plus two modification, or it's the equivalent of a plus two enhancement bonus. And it allows Chip to deal damage as if it was one size category larger. Ooh. Oh, that's no. kind of disgusting. And that will stack with when Devoth is hit with an enlarged person. Yeah. <laughs> so, what? so right now, kind of makes me want to throw up. <laughs> so Chip was already dealing one d twelve plus a bunch of damage. Now it's doing three d six plus a bunch of damage. And when it enlarges, it'll do four d six plus a bunch of damage. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. And there's nothing I can do how, about how it. How big can we make my rules. book? <laughs> <laughs> you you could have Scram add these same modifications to your book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, ca- want to carry around a huge book. Actually, your book's damage die is based on your your level. Oh yeah, that's right. It doesn't even. Uh, yeah, that's right. Well, Although, I suppose I it, think that goes. Up I suppose soon, impact actually. would still make it hit as one size category larger. <sighs> I might have to do some research. Maybe I'll I'll need yeah I'll need to do some some research on that. We'll All see. Right. All right. So so what are you guys doing now? Well, that's less time than I initially thought. So <laughs> back to the island. Yep. Back to the island. 
so uh devault's surprise will actually be done right the day before Ooh, exciting yeah all right so uh unless somebody had anything they wanted to do besides hang out and play volleyball before uh the party uh we can just fast that. forward all right then we can just fast forward to uh to scram given devoth so excited his special present so i was really i was really upset when i couldn't give you like the uh it wasn't worth me giving you the mithril uh breastplate plate so after a little bit you now have a plus five mithril breastplate that actually has the aesthetics of like shark teeth and other stuff like coming off the side like it looks really badass did you say plus five? What? Plus five. A plus five mithril breastplate? Yup. Holy fuck. And uh, uh, Wait, like, you had me at shark's yeah. teeth. Uh, so to enhance it himself, Tom uh, needs to spend 12500 So yeah, maybe uh, maybe put out more often, Devon. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Scram, oh Scram like makes a huge show of it. Like you know, he gets everybody like on deck, and it's just like this is the most like proudest I've ever been. Like Bazil's off in the corner, like like throwing confetti, and I hand him off like the plus five uh mithril uh breastplate, and like totally sweet speech, speech, speech. Devoth is honestly a little stunned by this. Like, this is a massive, both mechanical improvement and just like an amazingly nice gesture from Scram. Hell yeah! Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Just yeah. remember that don't when wait. you discover he dropped Gargo Lava. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't read into it. <laughs> There's not yeah, underlying yeah. issues here. <laughs> Like, hey, honey, did you know that? Did you know that said Junior's already mowed the lawn, cleaned his room, and dusted the whole house? Hmm. <laughs> oh, a letter from the police. What happened? Oh. <laughs> now, yeah, this is this is where Scram says, "Yeah, so about that egg." <laughs> no, no, <it's>... I know. <laughs> He's taking I'm... that shit to Davy Jones' locker. <laughs> I'm building. You a... already put the egg in Davy Jones' yeah, locker. All right, <laughs> all right so. Uh... That brings us to the following day, day of. Uh, actually, before we get to the party, like let's uh, let's rewind a bit. And so, what happens when the uh, the cyclops is, the cyclops ship is finished? We put them on it and then we sink <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, pro play! What a power move! <laughs> That's a real like Cersei's Lannister move, right? Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. your friend. Oh, your back's turned. Die. Good lord. When the yeah when when their ship is done, we'll uh, take the teleporter to Sumitha. Just show up in their backyard, first class. <laughs> like just immediately show up on the teleporter and just start calling out like, Master Caval. Caval finds you first. He kind of looks around the chamber that you're in, and he looks down at the teleportation circle, and he says, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, we fixed that thing weeks ago. I assume you're here to announce that the uh, my sister's ship has been completed. Indeed it has. To that point as well, we would like to invite you guys to a little uh, 
get together we're having in a couple of weeks. Oh, I was hoping you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this could backfire spectacularly. Yeah, are they gonna be why, like, our... <laughs> why are we doing this? No. Are they gonna be our like wait staff, like going around with little hors d'oeuvres? Are you getting like? Could you imagine being on the pirate council and just like showing up to this party and there's just like a couple of cyclopes just chilling in the corner, like on a bench eating food? Like, oh. So Caval says, uh, "Well, uh, to in- to invite my people to uh, to an event like that, I suppose I underestimated you, Captain Devoth." Well, people do that a lot, <laughs> and they usually die from it. Wow, what an odd response to his compliment. <laughs> Nick, your hair looks good today. Thanks. Most people that point that out, I murdered. <laughs> uh, so, I shall tell my sister uh, that her ship is completed, and no doubt uh, she will accept your invitation. He looks down at the teleportation circle and says, uh, If you don't mind... I think it would be quite a treat for us all to use this teleportation circle. It it was, after all, constructed by our ancestors. Of course. I'm sure you understand my uh, not wanting to reveal its use to you until we knew you were not going to attack us. Of course, of course. We will be along shortly. Very well. I shall see you soon. And... Just kind of steps back on the teleportation circle and vanishes. All right. Uh, so the teleportation circle is in the. Uh, it's it's like in its own chamber, adjacent to the basement of the Cyclops Tower that the fort is built around. It's actually a f- a fairly easy affair for them to use the circle to get to Sumitha. Like there are actually no like medium sized doorways between them and the walls of the fort yeah, uh, for using that circle. So they can literally just teleport there and like, just peace out if they need to, or if you like, if you need them to be over to where you are in a hurry or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, real quick. If, if we have just enough time just for that last like week or so that we're on the Island or a mm-hmm. few days, I wanted to have Aaron Ivy or at least just, you know, designate some workers to expanding the doorway to the, uh, the mess hall to accommodate giants, accommodate the Cyclops. Yeah, you can do that. So with that, we can fast forward again to the day of the party. Sweet. So I, I do say this. Uh, I have nothing in the queue right now, so. Nothing. Oh, I'm in the queue. Okay. Anybody have any Wait, projects? To what about to... my, oh, yeah. Tom, what about my gloves? Uh, Yeah, I got to do your gloves. So that's a craft time of four days with a base price of 8000 correct? Yep. Okay. So Scram has one day to work on that before the party. Hold on. You said he has one day to work on that before the party, but that was already in the queue. Yeah. Like, it, was in, it was in the queue after Devoth's yeah. surprise, I think. Right. But I remember we had like gamed it out that we had more than enough time to get all this stuff done before the party. I feel like we skipped some time in there and like weren't accounting for it from... Scram's days. Also, it's been possible. really hard to follow the number of days. Yeah, I mean we're we're pretty fluid right now with the passage of time. I'm not gonna lie, uh, I would like the benefits of those gloves. If some <laughs> shit goes down at this party. So, what did Devoth's axe cost you? Like 13 days? No, uh, the axe was 12 days even because it was a 24,000 upgrade. 
I thought it was twenty five thousand. Tw- yeah, I the breastplate had- was twenty five thousand. The axe was twenty four thousand. Yeah, sorry, I was actually thinking uh, okay. of the breastplate. Oh, when I said that. So that's twenty four days between the axe and the breastplate. Twenty five days, and then another four for uh, Ivan's gloves. Yeah, I th- I think Scram could have gotten that because I think we still had like a month and a half to go at the end of last week. Yeah. That's an extra D6 of acid damage on every attack. Cool. What are the odds of anything happening at the party anyway? <laughs> I feel really high. I mean, Ivan was contemplating murdering one of the pirate lords. <laughs> That's true. And that'll probably go off without a hitch, so you guys have nothing to worry about. <laughs> I don't peasy. care. I'm excited to see Devoth with his new like shirt, like watching things like deflect off of it. <laughs> All right, so it is the day of the party, and I have nothing to wear. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of imagining like like Super Bowl Sunday. You've got like a couple like announcers just kind of like BSing before the main event, like going like, "Oh, like, we got a big, we got a we got a great night tonight. Devoth is in great shape. He's like never been looking so good. He's got got some some new drafts on the team. Umastar and Caval, they look promising, and you got like the like the music and the graphics going, like <laughs> checking out their stats, and those sound like. Weird, uh, I was thinking it was more like the Oscars red carpet. <laughs> oh no, I was thinking like Columbine, Joan like Rivers. You like, <laughs> yeah, Trent. <laughs> Ushamar, eight feet nine inches and runs a four two four. Oh, the combine. Those sound like I actual. You said you thought it was like said, Columbine, and I was he like, did Wait say Columbine, and I was <laughs> no. like, Wow, save that one, buddy. No. Com- <laughs> <laughs> Hot take from Nick. <laughs> wow. Not even, like, I mean, that says a lot about your guys' mind. Well, I mean, we'll see you, what. You said Columbine, bro. Yeah, let's say I listen to the recording. I'm yeah, pretty sure you Columbine. said Columbine. <laughs> all right, so uh, you guys are, you guys are, like, all pumped up for this party. Around noon, maybe a little earlier, uh, the first of the ships arrives. And you know, and you recognize the the sails on the sloop of war, luck of the draw, captained by Tessa Fairwind. Oh, and uh, you guys have a harbor, but it's certainly not large enough to dock every single ship, assuming everybody shows up that you invited. Right. Uh, so for the most part, like people are still going to need to moor their ships out in the middle of the harbor, like dock a rowboat. Yeah, which. Is is certainly not like points against you. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that you have a harbor at all is good. So the luck of the draw, Tessa Farrowin's flagship arrives and she rose she rose ashore. Shortly after that, you've got the galley named Dice Be Damned, captained by Walram Cork Rocksalt. And uh, why does he sound familiar? It's Captain Cork. Is he the one It's Gare's captain. Okay. To my old captain. Yes, Graham's old captain. Two dads coming together. <laughs> Honestly, I figured I figured Nick would more easily remember Gare than the fact that it was Scram's old child. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yep. uh, then after that, you've got the galleon named Kuburo Ingumba, which you recognize as Big Blue Blue's ship. In, oh, no you way. You remember that the, uh, <laughs> Kiburo Ingumba translates to... Uh, Translates from the polyglot language, which is the like Mwangi language, uh, to say proud fist. I remember uh, there the was, power fister. Yeah, I remember there was some confusion <laughs> back in the day. Uh, maybe it was called the power fister. Do, uh, <laughs> does the boss still have 
uh, Big Blue's sword that he took from him. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think he ever kept no. it, did he? I think he threw him yeah, overboard. He did. Did. No, I thought you threw it no, overboard. No, he threw. He threw. No, he's, I think he gave him one, and then we joked about him hanging on to one of them so we could give it to him. I definitely recall him. Throwing well, and we have this opportunity. Well, I remember I definitely kept one to hang as like a trophy, and I had him keep the other one. The and other I thought he, I thought blue threw it overboard because he didn't want to have an inc- incomplete set. No, I think I that know. was part of a joke at one point where no. you assumed he would throw it away and then you would gift him the the other yes. sword, assuming that, he would throw the, it away. Oh. But, no, no, no. The, uh, the joke was us gifting him the other one, but I think the Voth actually stabbed it into his boat, like at the cabin store. Yeah, because he was saying right. he didn't want to keep it, so I like just like shut, like I just like stabbed it into his ship. But I did keep the and other then kept one, one as a for himself. Yeah. Okay. So now my back to my original point of all of this. We are now about to be at a party with him <laughs> where we could actually gift him it back. <laughs> uh, we'll see how he behaves. <laughs> nice. Um, so then you've got a black Zebek sails into the harbor, and a Zebek is. It's like a very sleek design. Like there's no fore or aft castle. It's like there, there, there's like a little variation in the height of the main deck, but for the most part, it's just like all one deck from the bow to the stern. And you know that this Zebek is captained by the Master of Gales and is called the Kraken. Ooh, of course it is. Real quick, would Sandera and Knuckles have been here like already, or are they just going to arrive the same day? Yeah, they could have definitely gotten there uh, the day before if you guys wanted them to. That's what I kind of figured. Like, if our entourage would probably be waiting, like you got to show your strengths with all these important people showing up. Like your whole yeah. team needs to be there. All right, so yeah, they're so they're mooring their ships uh, in the harbor where you already have the single-masted Chelish naval cutter, the internship, captained <laughs> by Sandara Quinn, and the Shackles junk ship, the Thresher, captained by Knuckles Gripe. So those are your those are your guests that have arrived so far. Uh, no sign of Kurdak Bonefist, and uh, so following them, after a little bit of time, uh, you will you will see a two masted brig pull up uh, right before a galley, followed by a frigate, and then a massive galleon. And you guys can give me can give me knowledge local check to recognize these ships before uh, their captains arrive. Um, I'm assisting no one. No, you, yeah, it, you can't knowledge. assist on knowledge anyway. <laughs> uh, so I'm good gonna, call. I'm gonna, <laughs> don't worry. I'm going to take my twenty for the day and get a twenty-six on this. Okay. I should have just done that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why don't you just I take your twenty for the day, Nick? You're not. <laughs> can I take my twenty for the day? You're not a bard adjacent class. <laughs> twenty-six I as well. Am. Okay. Thirty. Okay. So Devoth, you recognize the. Two-masted brig is called the Blood Moon, and is captained by Avamar Sorinash. You know that he is the pirate lord of Olo, which is uh, the capital city. We'll call it of Shark Island. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I am now, yeah, realizing the irony of naming this Sharkbane Island. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he is. Uh, he he makes no efforts to hide it, so you automatically know that he is a werewolf. Uh, I wonder if he lives in a warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Scram, you would recognize the galley. You know that it is called the Come What May, and it is captained by Lady Ceres Bloodmourne. 
And I know it'll be confusing because her name is Bloodmorn and another ship is called the Blood Moon, but <laughs> go with it. Uh, Lady Ceres Bloodmorn, and you know that she is a pirate lord out of Quent, just like uh, Tessa Fairwind. Uh, she's just not the the lord or lordess of Quent. Okay. You also know that she uh, is actually pretty closely allied with uh, Tessa Fairwind. Uh, she actually used to sail before she became a pirate lord. Uh, she was like a high-ranking free captain under her. Okay. Leon, you recognize the other two. You've got the the frigate is named Wavecrest and is captained by Maze Daramar. And he uh, is out of Tempest K, just like the Master of Gales. And just like the Master of Gales, he is a druid, though he is a uh, he's an aquatic elf. Definitely not a Sahuagin. I was going to say, the last aquatic elf we came across was not. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know that Avamar, Sornash, and Lady Ceres Bloodmourne are both humans. So Maze Daramar is a aquatic elf druid. Are we, like, uh, on the dock reading on each boat as they, like, come in and unload? If you want to be. I imagine, I don't think Devoth would be quite greeting them at the harbor, but he would send, like, Lemon and a delegation to meet them. And Devoth would, like, wait at the fort for them and, like, greet them at the fort. Welcome to Shark's Bay Island. Ha ha. <laughs> Thank you. I really needed that today. <laughs> Follow me. I'll bring Aristo, you to Captain Devon. Oh, yes. <laughs> if that were lotion, Actually, I would you're rub even it on better my better at it. it it's, <laughs> it's been a while. Yes, it has. Too long, some would say. <laughs> I would call them fucking idiots. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be right. <laughs> so Leon, you recognize uh Maze Daramar's frigate the Wavecrest, and you also recognize this massive galleon, Simaduraga. And you know that Interesting. It, you know that, that translates roughly from uh the Vudrani language as sea plague, and you are maybe mildly surprised uh to know that this is captained by none other than Beidu Hanji. Whoa. That's Beidu Hanji's ship. So yeah, you've got five, six, you've got eight pirate lords, uh, not counting Devoth, and then you've got Sandera and Knuckles. Or no, sorry, Captain Cork is not a pirate lord. Neither, neither is, is neither Big is Blue Blue. Blue. So yeah, so we have six. You have six pirate lords. lords, or two free captains, and then you've got Sandera and Knuckles, who are sort of tertiary free captains since they're under Devoth and the Cyclops. And the Cyclops, yes. So yeah, Tessa. Tessa and uh, Lady Cerise, uh, they greet each other with friendly hugs. And uh, Maze Daramar, the aquatic elf, he he seems very uh, reserved. For the most part, everybody's showing up like, yeah, it's a friggin' party. Like, let's let's get drunk. Let's have some fun. And Maze Daramar is like very like, mm, yes, it's fun indeed we, we shall have. But I shall not overdo my revelry. But he... Uh, Anybody who is near him when he approaches the fort will see him turn and notice the uh, the two graves that you guys have dug for Tuck Tuck and the Hood, and he he stops and he stops and like turns and looks and just kind of he seems to like pay respects almost. And he uh, he, he uh, approaches Captain Devoth and he holds out a, a hand to uh, to be shook. Devoth. Grasps it. Says Maze Daramar. A pleasure to meet you. 
Captain de Vassancliver. It would appear that your prize did not come without cost. Indeed it did not. We lost uh, two very valuable crew members taming this island. Well, but tame a, it we did. Well, let us hope that you can keep it. I certainly intend to. Uh, so, and you got Captain Cork. He comes aboard the island and... So all these captains, like, they didn't just row up themselves. They've got, like, a little entourage, right. like, doing the rowing for them. And then they're there, too. And the expectation is that, you know, the, the, the pirate lords and the, like, the otherwise guests of honor will be, like, you know, di- wined and dined, uh, like, there's no tomorrow. But the expectation is that their crews will also be tended to. Right. Amongst Captain Cork's entourage, uh, some of you might recognize Gare Torbink. Uh, the hobgoblin and uh captain cork uh he like walks right up to devoth and he he gives you like a like, like a casual like nice to see a hug yeah says captain devoth it's it's good to see you again you too captain cork i'm glad to see that uh the island wasn't too much for you i've heard some real nasty rumors about this place uh, i'm sure most of them are true <laughs> <laughs> he laughs uh and scram you are approached by gare and just looking at him, you can see that he actually has two hands. Uh, Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> two hands? Yes. Two working hands? Uh, two hands, no Manny. Scram <laughs> knows Manny's rolling in his grave right now. Shut your mouth. <laughs> his, the hand that you know he lost is now a... Uh, it, it is very clearly... Nope. Not yeah, it's not his own hand. Like it looks like it was grafted on. It is like a totally different skin color. It's a transplant. Uh, uh all right, all right, all right. I'm okay. With that. <laughs> okay, you got a hand uh, transplant. That's totally normal. Yeah, totes. Well, Scram, <laughs> you would remember uh, that Gare is a bit of a uh, we'll 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 say vivisectionist at by trade. Uh, he he was he was not the most uh, friendly of first mates even if he did extend a uh a mentored hand to you you know that he he is uh he was well known on his ship for conducting experiments on crewmen that disobeyed him or did a poor job and a hack and slash job like that is not uh surprising to you so i can make like an assumption that like he may have taken it from one of his clue yeah like maybe somebody really screwed up and he was like That'll never happen again because you no longer have that hand. So he approaches you, and uh, how, how do you feel about that? What what is your what what is Scram's uh, disposition as oh. he's being approached by by Gare? Scram is gonna uh, going to hold his ground. Um, yeah, you got mage armor on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Does I mean, he? Well, yeah, no, no, no. Like, uh, legitimately, uh, the start of the day. Yeah, we solved this problem. Mm- Every time. Maybe. And knowing that there's going to be Cyclops and other things that are intermingling with each other, yeah. Mage armor was on. Okay. Um, Hello, Gare. He, like, just is, like, walking right up to you, like, normal walking pace, like, kind of taking a little longer than you might be comfortable with, and is, like, totally unreadable expression as he's approaching you. He stops right in front of you, and a small smile escapes his, his lips. And you know that that's that's pretty that's a pretty big deal for Gare, and he he puts <laughs> is it in a good way or a bad way? It, it looks it looks like a friendly smile. It's oh, not okay. like a hmm, what's for dinner? It's always yeah. scram. Uh, 
and he he puts a hand on on your shoulder and he says looks like you're finally coming into your own pup whose hand did you uh have to take for years to grow back there snap jeez he his his smile disappears and uh never you mind scram you're not on the crew anymore if you might remember yeah i remember that you're more valuable than me uh but i guess uh I guess value comes in different forms. Uh, mine just happens to be I chose the better side. Oh, God damn, Scram. He, he kind of like looks at you for a while. Like he, he removes his hand from your shoulder. Still no smile. And finally, he just kind of gives you a nod and then continues on to... Uh, Before he continues on, I, I give him a smile and I say, it's nice to see you again, Gare. And I... Kind of move before he does. Okay. He doesn't deign to respond. He just sticks with his nod. And then he, he like makes his way to where the refreshments are. So, uh, meanwhile, Captain Cork is uh, kind of shooting the shit with Devoth. And uh, Devoth, you, you see Avamar Soren Ash approaching you. But Captain Cork's facing the other way. And instead of addressing you, Avamar, he, he, he stops and he says, Is that you? Captain Cork, and Captain Cork kind of like he he does like a like a spit take. He's like, and he like turns around. He's like, Avamar, it is so good to see you. <laughs> You're looking positively ferocious. And he like looks over into the heart. He's like, and I am so happy to see that the Blood Moon has made a full recovery. And Avamar gives him a grin. He says, I'd be happy to give you a tour. Are you free this Tuesday? And Captain Cork, uh, <laughs> he, he's like, <laughs> thank you, but I know how busy you are running Olo. I'd hate to keep you occupied even for a moment. Uh, and then he kind of, he's like, what, what gear? What gear? Oh, yeah, I'll be right there. It's great to see you. I'll see you around at the party. Uh, you look great. And he just kind of like runs off uh, with his tail between his legs away from Avamar. And uh, so with him gone, Avamar turns to Devoth and he says, he says, ah, it's good to finally meet you, Devoth. You as well, Captain Soranash. He says, I hope you have prepared a bountiful banquet for my brethren. I think you shall be well pleased. He, he, just gives you a nod and uh, and enters the fort. Does anybody react to Beidou Hanji? I'm not loving it. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, well, Beidou will uh, will will also approach Devoth, and uh, he doesn't have a mandrel head. You guys know that he is a uh, Rakshasa with the, with the head of a mandrel, but you also know that Rakshasas typically, if if they so choose, can appear as a normal person. And so he he looks like a normal person with uh with dark skin. So he approaches Devoth and he says, "Ah, Captain Devoth, I've heard a fair bit about you." And I you, he Captain hold, Hanji. He holds out a hand for you to shake. I shake it like hesitantly. He he kind of like grins as you shake his hand like as if there's like some joke that that you're not in on and shaking the hand his shaking your hand was like the punchline. And he says, "I I hope to get to know more about you over the course of this party. I don't doubt that you've spared no expense to lavish us pirate lords. 
<clears throat> Sorry. Is that is that Ivan that, clearing his throat like next to yes. Beidou? Yes. Yeah. He <laughs> he's he only has eyes for Devoth. He ignores you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure you will enjoy yourself. I'm sure you will agree after this that uh, hired help is so much more effective than forced labor. Hmm. Well, I think you will find that more can be done with forced labor than many give credit for. He kind of like looks around at uh, like everybody in the area and he says, I have heard enough about you, Devoth, to know that we do not see eye to eye on, on some particular aspects of the trade. I would like to point out that in the interest of being a guest at your party, I have not brought any of my own slaves to your island. And I hope that during the events of tonight, we can be amicable with each other, despite our disagreements. I can put on a good face for a night, sure. He gives you another grin, like you just gave him another punchline. And uh, he proceeds to the party, walking away from Ivan, as if Ivan wasn't there. That's all right. I don't want him to know I'm there. <laughs> he won't know I'm there when I kill him. Okay. Not 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 that I'm necessarily trying to kill him at the dinner, like. But I got time. I have a new name. Kill above. him in the conservatory. <laughs> yeah. With the lead pipe. <laughs> after Salt Prey goes down, I have a new target. Like, like after he she's target down. priority number oh, right. one. But we we just got a a one B. I think. Okay. Uh. So finally, uh, Devoth is greeted by uh. Lady Sirius Bloodmourne, and she just walks right up to Devoth, and she gives him, like, a small curtsy, which is a little unusual, uh, even for royalty uh, amongst the pirates. And she says, well met, Captain Devoth. I'll, like, give her a small bow in response, like, well met, Lady Sirius. She says, I'm looking forward to seeing how well you have prepared for us tonight. I highly doubt you'll be disappointed. She says, I like to see that confidence. We'll see how long it lasts. And gives you like a little wink and grin and uh and like I was lets herself like, into the into the fort. As she's like walking past, we're like, my confidence never wavers. She uh <laughs> she stops and like kinda like spins around. She says, Oh, I've heard. And then spins back around, proceeds. Alright, so that that accounts for everybody at this party. And uh we'll see how Devoth and the gang does during their audit next week. Oh no! See ya! Right. Ah, see, see ya! See ya! See ya! Nothing makes me happier than the support I get from my friends. <laughs> so, <No. laughs> fuck you.